Welcome to Murderous Roots, a podcast where murder and family meet as we explore the family tree of a killer. Welcome back to Murderous Roots, everyone. This is Denise. I am a genealogist with an obsession with true crime. And with me is the lovely, wonderful Zelda. Zelda! Woohoo! And I'm here because Denise has some sort of crazy attachment to me. So I know. It's weird. That's why I'm here. I'm, it's an it's obsession, like, I tell you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just let me out of the basement. <laughs> It's, you know, I'm excited because I have these new floors and I've never floors. been a house, Tell me more. house person, you know, I'm not like an owner type person. Um, but the floors I had were very old and, mm-hmm. um, and not in great shape yeah. and they weren't like pretty wood floors. I mean, underneath the carpet is basically just a cement slab. Right. So, um, it was like, okay, I got to do something about this. And I finally just bit the bullet and said, okay. I'm going to go ahead and buy new floors and I love them so much. I want to marry them because they're, they were perfect. They look amazing. And, um, and honestly, it looks like I have a completely different house. So yeah, I pretty much love the thing. So, so that's me. How about you? What have you been up to? You know, I've actually been really busy trying to balance my time here, (laughs) trying to do our research and stuff. Um, I've been helping somebody. So I put this out here on the podcast before that if you are African American and you want your research done, I will do it for you for free. Um, I consider that as a reparations for my slave owning ancestors. And it's my way of giving back. And apparently in California, they recently passed a reparations law there. You just have to yeah. fill out a form and prove that you were um, the child of slaves or grandchildren or whatever. And so somebody reached out and took me up on my offer and I've been working on her tree. That's so exciting. Oh my gosh. And what a way to do concrete good in this world. I think so. I think everybody deserves to know who their family is, Mm -hmm. but it's especially hard for African Americans and tracing stuff, especially since like on some part of her tree here, I haven't gone that far yet. I mean, I'm on one line in particular, but I can't find marriage records again. <laughs> I, mm. I found them in the census, but you know, there's it's so hard now. I think the census might be enough to prove on this one line because mm-hmm. they were born in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. They lived in Texas. I think that's enough, but Mm-hmm. I want to dot my, you know, eyes and get as much right. as I can on them and try to go as far back. And I'm kind of getting stuck on some of that because oh, when you can't find somebody in a census. Right. And and sometimes it was because they might have been moving. But sometimes I'm not convinced that all the census takers did their jobs fully when it came to African-American, mm-hmm. um, you know, a- after the slavery ended in the South. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part yeah, of it Yeah, I would bet they didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that was 
and then marriage records are a different thing. We've discussed it in a previous episode where sometimes they didn't get officially married, mm-hmm. you know. So it's mm-hmm. just a matter of just finding it. So I've been doing that. And then I've been getting ready for an interview I have tomorrow. <gasps> Ooh, tell us about it. So I, I listen to this fabulous genealogy podcast called Family Histories podcast and what Andrew Martin's the host and the producer and what he does is he talks to people about their trees ask them what they got it's like an interview why they got into genealogy tell about somebody in their tree you want to share about and then what's your brick wall love the show well I'm going to be in season three and so we're having our interview I don't know when it's going to be out but I'll let you all know but yeah that's coming up that's so exciting it is oh my gosh I'm very excited about that. Well, today's episode is going to be a little different. (laughs) Like I said, I have been so busy and trying to edit and get things ready for um, an episode coming soon. But this week we thought we would have a little fun and share some of our outtakes with y'all. Oh my gosh, this is going to be so embarrassing. Yeah. (laughs) People, I swear so much more than Denise lets on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really cut your stuff because they're swearing, <laughs> honest, <laughs> but I do cut out some of the stories for, that we share because time and I'm like, oh, this is kind of boring right now. I want it to move a little faster, but we'll be including some of those. I'll have a little intro before each piece so you know where it's coming from, but that's the plan. That's going to be so fun. Oh my gosh. So um, I can't wait for us to start this. Yeah. And the cool thing about this, though, is we're not going to do this every time. But if you want to hear our outtakes, we do have a Patreon page for Murderous Fruits. Yes. And if you subscribe for as little as $3 to help support the podcast, because it helps support our expenses (laughs) for the podcast, Mm -hmm. because right now we're in the negative, like way in the negative. Um, But (laughs) we'll have things like this on there. So some Mm -hmm. of the outtakes and I'm not going to necessarily include all the good stuff. And well, and for every new Patreon member we get, I will write a personalized thank you on real stationery. And she will. So, she loves, she writes lovely notes. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I try. I feel like showing appreciation. I'm is pretty sure I still you know? have a, a note you sent with the hat you gave my oldest when she was a oh, baby. Really? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Because it was a lovely I hope, little I hope I spelled so, everything correct. You want the thank you note Cause... from Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so there's that. And then um, we also have something new. We're about to start some new mini-sodes. But we need everyone's help. Yeah, come on, people. We love you and we know you've got this in you. Okay, so I'll kind of give you an example. But I'm only going to give you a taste and not the full thing. So recently I was looking at my family tree I have um, my great-grandparents, their grandchildren have created this Facebook group. And so that way they can interact and talk to each other and stuff like that. So, and they know I'm the genealogist, so I get usually tagged, hey, is this true? And I'll be like, yeah, or no. (laughs) Or it's a little exaggerated, you know, those types of conversations. My mom will pop in on there too, because she does the family genealogy as well, as well as does my uncle. But I'm on Facebook a lot more often than they are. (laughs) Anyhow, I recently shared with them a story that I had forgot about and I found where there was um, 
two brothers that were, it would be like my fourth cousins, but who one brother killed the other brother and oh went to God. prison for 10 years. Oh my God. In the 1940s. Wow. Yeah. But okay, he killed someone and got 10 years? It was, he got, I think he got um, involuntary manslaughter or some, I don't okay. know the, all the details. Wow. I have the details and I'm willing to share it with everybody on a future episode, mini soap with everybody. Ooh, that's exciting. So we want to hear your stories and your family. So do you mm -hmm. have somebody who was a criminal? Do, do you have somebody who was like famous for something yeah i mean those are fun stories it doesn't all have to be about death and dismemberment no but we do love those stories so yes. i mean if you got one we'll take it and honestly i'd settle for a good paranormal story right about now have you seen a ghost you should let yeah. us know have you seen a ghost of your ancestor that would be even better that would be very because cool. we're going to hear stories from your family tree that are interesting it doesn't have to be about murder or mayhem it could be the victim or the you know culprit and those types of stories but it could be as simple as mm -hmm. do you have witches in your family mm -hmm. i do absolutely one of the things that um is an heirloom that's been passed down on my dad's side of the family mm -hmm. my dad's great-grandfather was he was he sold mules in missouri and of course he did he they advertised in you know on these feed sacks and somewhere along the line, I believe it was his daughter, mm -hmm. made a quilt out of these feed sacks with the ads on them. And so my uncle has this and he recently got it restored. And it's just so fun to think of like, wow, you know, at the very beginning of our family here, generations ago in this state, he sold mules. That was That's his so thing. That's so cool. You know, isn't that cool? I'm I, like, I just love the history that you find on your family. Mm -hmm. Like the person I'm going to be sharing with Andrew when I'm on, I just got, I did another deep dive into it and mm -hmm. I forgot. It's not that I forgot the details. I just hadn't seen the story in a while. Mm -hmm. Like I have this very yeah. distant uncle who had held the very first Catholic mass in Iowa city in 1840. That is so cool. With a man who's now, the priest, is now apparently, they're considering to put him up for a priest, uh, sainthood. Oh my gosh, for yeah. canonization? Yeah. That's amazing. So That's very cool. And, and everybody has these stories. Sometimes they're a little to the side, because <laughs> they're not all going to be on your direct line. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. if you right. have all of them on your direct line, I'm a little jealous, but you know. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, I mean... Okay, so my grandfather on my mother's side ran Shine for Al Capone. Now, wow. the thing is, didn't every boy growing up in Indiana do that during that time? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, yeah, he totally did that. And um, it's, you know, he was quite the little rebel, you know, mm -hmm. as, as he was growing up. And so I hear some about some of his escapades. And it's like, how did he live to be 60 years old? Because he passed away when he was like 63. But wow. he was up to crazy shit like his whole life. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, one of the things I like to do is when I'm doing my own tree is go down the lines too to find all these distant mm -hmm. cousins. And I know I have one who was like a president of a university. I couldn't oh tell you God. which one because I'd have to go hunt for them. But, <laughs> huh. but I mean, those are cool stories. And I'm like, you know, when I'm doing my treat, my husband's also a genealogist. And I'll be like, Chris, guess what I just found? 
He thinks I'm bragging though, so you know. But I still I'm share not it. bragging. It's I love these stories because but, isn't this kind of what makes life awesome? Yes. It's and, just these little nuggets of cool stuff that you come across unexpectedly. Like, you know, you don't expect to find out that you have a cousin that was a university president, you know, right? you didn't expect to find out a fourth cousin killed his brother, but it's just kind of like, whoa, you know, like Mm -hmm. this is, this is something that brings real life home, you know, when it's a life so utterly different than the ones we. Right. And then also, I think sometimes we'll bring history into perspective, especially if it's something that happened that you've learned about in a history book in school. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, wait that family member was there yeah and how cool mm-hmm. is that you know what that makes me think of the other night i made my husband watch saving private ryan for the first time oh my gosh now oh that's a hard movie it's a hard movie he's not big into movies so he probably didn't like it but i figured it was good for him and i wanted to watch it again because it's been a long time since i've seen it and that was more the reason we watched it than anything else and i didn't want to watch it by myself well yeah and I was sobbing at the end, mm-hmm. which I would anyway. But and then I started to sob as we went to bed. He's like, what's mm-hmm. wrong? I go, I just started thinking about my grandpa. He fought in this war. He was there in Germany. He was fighting the Nazis. What? Because, you know, I, it's so funny how you watch a movie sometimes and you're like, oh, OK, this is cool. And this time, I don't know what it is. Age, maybe parenthood i don't know but i saw it through the boy's eyes who were at the beach you know enormity and thinking of the enormity it is to go against the enemy knowing you can die and having your friends die beside and i just started thinking about all the things my grandpa must have seen and yeah i was a sobbing mess (laughs) so you know what's so crazy you mentioning war and stuff because you know we're of an age me more so than you where our contemporaries were involved in the first gulf war Mm-hmm. And it absolutely blows my mind. We were there for so freaking long. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point of this being that, you know, it was just your duty. You just, you signed up for the military if you could. Mm-hmm. And you did right by your country. And and honestly, we didn't think anything of it. And our friends went off. I lost a couple of friends. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, my brothers came through it okay. I had another brother re-enlist later. And he ended up in, in Iraq. But the whole point of it being that, now that I have, I am of an age where my nieces and nephews are the age to join the military. Mm-hmm. So they're 18 to 25-ish. Right. And I look at them and it goes through me so much harder. It does. Than it did when it was my friends and my, my brothers and my cousins, you know. But to look at these, and I realize how young we were, you know. Because when you're 18, you think you're all grown, right? You're well, 21, yeah. you think you're fully grown, you know? I'm an adult and now. I look, exactly. I can drink. And <laughs> I looked at, I look at my nieces and nephews who are just, and they're brilliant and bright and wonderful. And I think about the waste of war. Yeah. So, and it just gets me more than it did when, it, when I was that age. It know? does. I think we just are a lot more aware of our mortality mm-hmm. and what it means because we have seen the effects after. Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, I came from a family that was in the military. We just, I wanted to join the air force. I was told I wasn't allowed. <laughs> <laughs> it, it worked really great for the recruiters though, after a while, cause you know, in high school, they start to call all the time. Uh-huh. My dad would go, well, she has asthma. 
Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, sir. Have a nice night. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and that's why I couldn't join was my asthma because I wanted an ROTC scholarship. It was going to pay for my school. It was going to. And then I was told we went through the checklist with the recruiter and he's like, oh, you have asthma. I'm sorry. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. You know, it's so funny because, you know, my brothers all did the military thing. My dad was mm-hmm. in the military. My grandfather, my cousins, my uncles, yeah. you know, all that stuff. I had no desire. None. I mean, I looked at that and I'm like, mm, I don't even like listening to my parents. I don't <laughs> think this would go well. I, I struggle with obedience. This would not go well for anybody. I, I was a military so. brat and obedience was my name. <laughs> so <laughs> I was the oldest child. Let's rephrase. Okay. I was the oldest child and a military brat. Oh, my God. There was no hope for you. Exactly. Sorry. You're a rules person. But I think, you know, my asthma saved me. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It really did. Oh, my God. Well, anyhow, we hope you really enjoy this episode with some of our um, outtakes and some of the facts that we haven't shared before in the past. And we will be back soon where murder and family meet. Sometimes what we're trying to say doesn't come out quite like we're hoping. Well, 10 minutes. Ten, blah, 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 blah. Wow. And I know he came home in between because. No, I don't. Never mind. Sorry. I got confused by myself, so we'll cut that. And the FBI itself didn't get involved until 1933 when they stole a car in Illinois. I can't believe I said Illinois. I can't either. Hold on. I hear the siren. Oh, on my end? Yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm just waiting for it to pass. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wear a headset. <laughs> Hopefully it's not near here and it'll stop in a moment. La la la. Oh, what am I doing? When I'm talking, I can... Oh, I'm a dimwit. While working through newspaper stories that left me with no... T- why, why do I write nonsense? Okay. <laughs> Don't forget, please subscribe and give us a rating. That'll get us pushed up so other people can find us, your friends. You know, mm-hmm. let people know if you like us. Because we like you. <laughs> well. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, maybe cut that part out. <laughs> I will. I will. Okay. There you are. Hi. My internet went wonky. That's all I, I can say. Out. So, um, so I realized that you were frozen and I just stopped and waited. Okay. <laughs> I think we're okay now. I took everything else off the internet. So it's just mm-hmm. this now. So we should be okay. That might help. So fingers crossed. Okay. Again? No, I'm just oh, not moving. No, you're just really still. I'm listening. <laughs> this is me in listening mode. <laughs> okay, I was just making sure because you were in... okay. In July 1938, you know, what the heck did I just say? In Minneapolis, Montgomery was born in March 1828 at Bel. How would you pronounce this? Belfont, I think it's. Never mind. I'll do it. If I screw it up, whatever. Who cares? I'll fake it till I make it. Okay. <laughs> the original settler in um, whatever. So, 
the, the one we talked about earlier. Okay, so as you mentioned earlier, well, you actually, you didn't mention this part. So let, hold on. Charlotte's uncle, the Bishop Nipper, Nicker, 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 <laughs> one block. Um, it's about one block away from the, oh gosh, Bidet Maksa, Makasa, Makaska. Oh, Bidet Makasa. And Zelda and I have been known to go off track and talk about something completely unrelated. Interestingly, December 11th is the date of a boyfriend that I never liked. So <laughs> I'm just like, <clears throat> kind of interesting. <laughs> just saying. Okay. So it could be tied. Alan Pink. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit of personal information. Well, and I just think they should suffer longer, but you know, prison does that. <laughs> oh my God. Don't get me started on how we need to reform prisons. Yeah. Because I have a whole treatise written on that. I'm sure. Anyway. Hi, sweetie. Oh, and sorry. I think it's, there's a, it's, there's a fairy oh, um, behind you. Hi, sweetie. Hi. Uh, aren't you supposed to be upstairs while I'm recording? I'm recording right now. That's that's Amy. Hello. Say hi, Amy. <laughs> I'm no. You go and you ask Daddy for that, not me. Okay. Because I have really great peripheral vision, and I see you have the tablet. Go upstairs. Shut the door, please. Oh, take Oreo with you. <laughs> Oh, never mind. Leave the door open until he comes upstairs on his own. I just saw this little face She's... peeping around your shoulder. <laughs> She's a sneaky She's so little cute. one. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> yep, there she is. Um, oh, okay. Lease on a car? I just am, like, morally opposed to leases. I generally in that way, but I would say in this situation, maybe a one-year lease would be good so you can wait until the hybrids come, see if there's an out on the lease you before know, that. You know, that's actually probably not a bad idea. I should look into that because I don't even know if you I can think, lease a car for just one year. I don't even know. I don't know. I think there's a time and a place for a lease. Mm -hmm. Like my family, that one at work, my kids would destroy the car <laughs> and we would never... <laughs> Well, and a lot of it depends on how much mileage I'm allowed to put on it because, of course, right. I travel for work. And so that would be interesting to see how this goes. But I'll at least ask the questions. I mean, the worst they can do is laugh at me. Or maybe look at a different hybrid and see if some of those might oh, be available. No, and where they're I've available. been looking. I have been looking for oh. – because um, I've been looking at the Escape hybrid, the RAV4 hybrid, the um, Toyota Outback hybrid, uh, and one other one that I can't think of off the top of my head. But Like the – Oh, the CRV. Yeah, the Honda CRV. That's it. Hybrid. And the hybrids are just, they're hard to get a hold of right now. Particularly where I'm moving, because I'm moving from a bright blue state into a bright red state. Mm. And apparently hybrids are not quite as popular in the state where I'm going. So, and I want to purchase in the state I'm going to, because then I only want to have to register the damn thing once instead of where I live now and where I'm going to be living. Question. Answer. I hope they match. <laughs> if you got the car where you're living right now, mm -hmm. like a couple weeks before you moved, mm -hmm. 
would you you wouldn't have to register in both places if you told them you were moving would you i would still have to pay taxes in both places oh yeah that kind of sucks yeah so i'm just like you know i'm just gonna wait well and actually the whole wait part of it is um yeah, I wonder, you know, I'm going to think this through because I wonder if once I have an address in the new place, which I will mm-hmm. have in a couple of weeks, if I would, even if I bought it in a different state, if I would still only get taxed at the state that I'm moving to or the state I purchased the car in. It's worth looking into. I'm going to at least do some research because where I live right now, I mean, hybrids are a little hard to find, but you can still find them. Right. Um, whereas where I'm going to, it's like really challenging. So... Oh, I believe you. I'm not allowed to like try to do foreign accents anymore. Like I tried to do a British accent and I had a friend like, please just don't just stop. And, you know, or my French accent, which admittedly was never any good despite having taken (laughs) French. Um, But she was like in tears. She's like, please don't do that. It pains me. And it's okay, fine. So I am banned from (laughs) attempting foreign accents. Two of the best adaptations I think I've ever seen is the Colin Firth version of Oh yeah, Pride that's, and a, that's brilliant. And Bridgerton. Yo, okay, so Bridgerton though, I have to say, so I've read the books um, because I was forced mm-hmm. to. And um, <laughs> and I read them after I saw Bridgerton. And so just so you know. Mm-hmm. And other than like this, the main story of Daphne, the rest of it they made up out of whole cloth pretty much. I mean, and so it's like, it's not even really Bridgerton. It's more like essence of Bridgerton, you know, like essence of those books that Julia Quinn wrote. And, but I have to admit, I love the show. Like would sell my children to see the show. Um, And the books I thought were meh. (laughs) So I'm But that's not your type of book. Definitely not. No. (laughs) Whereas I think the first book's okay like the second book to me is the best and so i can't wait until i see season Uh two type of thing so i think the books are really good but i think they they get the essence at the core and that's why it's a good Mm -hmm. adaptation yeah it's they don't copy everything Mm -hmm. exactly clearly this is a Mm multiracial cast so it doesn't look like the characters on the page but I will say the biggest mistake I think the series made is even referencing the skin color difference. I, I completely agree with that. Because if they had just not discussed it, then it wouldn't pull it into mm-hmm. this like actual historical context and could still say in, in fantasy, you know? Um, yeah. I didn't think it no. was needed because I was there mm-hmm. with the characters. Yep. It was like they were trying to explain it probably because they got some pushback after mm-hmm. the casting and they're like, oh, we mm-hmm. need to write this in. And I'm like, no. Yep. If anything, it messed it up. Well... And I, I have to say that just, I don't know, because it's so unbelievable, right? Because we know in actual mm-hmm. history that it wasn't right. like black people were suddenly treated great in Britain after that, you know? Exactly. And we also know that at the time, the slave trade had just right. ended, international mm-hmm. slave trade. So it wasn't like... Right. Right. Uh, yeah. There's so many different right. levels. Now, so, there were I mean, two things and, about Bridgerton. So like the marina thompson storyline was completely out of whole cloth Mm -hmm. oh yeah and the sienna rosso storyline but she's the um the singer um so she was friends with the modiste and during one of their conversations Mm -hmm. 
they were talking about, they were kind of, you know, disparaging these young women who are, you know, debutantes. And she's like, well, what would you, what, what would you do? You know, just like be, you know, pouring over your stitching all day. And I'm like, you're a modiste. That's all you do. <laughs> you know, you're, you're sewing. What the hell, you know? But, um, which I, so I thought that was an odd line that kind of pulled me out of the story for a little bit, but everything else was brilliant. And the costuming was, oh yeah brilliant and the acting was brilliant and I absolutely want to like I want to be Lady Danbury <laughs> and I and Queen Charlotte was just phenomenal I'm sorry I'm like on like oh like a thing that's now. okay and you know that was another character that wasn't in the book right. was Queen Charlotte but who can yeah who the cares? Bridgerton show transcends but the it. actual romance between mm-hmm. the two main characters and also i'm uh, blanking on their names daphne those... and the duke of hastings oh yeah daphne and the duke of hastings that all held that's the story yeah. the court story that stayed the mm-hmm. same and that's more why i thought that was a good yeah. adaptation because the most important part of the story was there and they were laying some of the huh. groundwork for what comes up in the yeah. future series even though it might not follow exactly it's just kind of right. laying exactly and i have to say again on the costuming the costuming was brilliant i mean the costuming was brilliant because yes. every scene was just the costumes worked well together the costumes reflected the people who were wearing them and the events that they were at admittedly i thought daphne was dressing a little young for some of the like the balls and things like that Compared to how mm-hmm. the other women were dressing, who were her her age, but at the same yeah. time, it was brilliant. So that's such a small criticism. Yeah. It made her stand mm-hmm. out a little bit more too. I think that was the point. And there are some episodes where we just don't have the time to fit everything into it, like these three excerpts from our shows covering Edgar Watson, Harry Hayward, and Linda Hazard on H. Treadwell whom father had called in the chase. It read, Refused marriage license, Faye Langford and Elmore Ballard, girl under age. And then a few minutes later, another from attorney T.L. Wilson, which said, The 17-year-old daughter of my friend Walter Langford left there this afternoon with a young Mr. Ballard. If marriage license applied for, please refuse them as her father is opposed to any marriage and is now on his way up here. He's now on his way up here. But it was too late. The young people had looked ahead and saw what was coming. And to make things safe, Ballard had come to Tampa the day before when no one was suspecting anything and got his license and slipped back to Fort Myers with the paper stowed safely away in his pocket. And from then on, dad was just one rung in the rear on the matrimonial ladder. While he was chasing the marriage license bureaus, Elmore and his girl were probably chasing the preacher and had enough of a head start to beat dad and the and let's try it again and had enough of the head start to beat dad to the big music. And in this little race there must have been some misunderstanding too, or perhaps it was just the way people looked at things. Maybe it was just a difference of opinion. But anyway, Ballard signed an affidavit when he got his license that the parents of the girl were willing. He didn't say willing to what. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Well, and I found another article. I think it was the next day. And it turns out Elmore's mother took them to get married. Oh, that's so funny. And they didn't go to Tampa. They went to Plant City. Now, I used to teach in Plant City. 
years ago. <laughs> and it's, they call it a bedroom community, or at least they did at the time. And it wasn't very big. And it was probably even smaller then. <laughs> so it's, so his mom was on board. <laughs> it was just. That's funny. But I find it funny that dad wasn't like, she's too young. She's 17. When he married his wife when she was 14. Yep. So, but it does seem like dad was right to oppose the marriage. <laughs> Elmore devoted, devo- well, let me rephrase this. Elmore tried to divorce Faye in 1931. Apparently, Faye was done with the relationship. She packed up her kids and moved to Kalamazoo, Michigan. <laughs> As one does. Mm-hmm. And he filed because he had been abandoned by them and he was fighting for custody because she took the kids. But I believe that the suit in the end was dropped by Elmore. No, no, let me rephrase. But I believe that the suit was won by Elmore um, as the children lived with him in the 1940 census. Faye remarried in 1933 to a Robert T. Paul in New Jersey. And it turns out I was discovering this just a little bit ago, Robert T. Paul was actually quite a businessman, was involved in stuff with the war effort during World War II, and he was a reporter out of Philadelphia for a time. So I didn't get much more of that, but he looked like an interesting guy. Thomas and Nancy's probable son, Harry's cousin, unless it is a brother, William, Edward, or Willis, was born in 1877. He and wife Annie had one daughter, Ella, who married twice. One of her husbands being J.B. Scott. They had three children, one of which was Boyd Ray Scott, born in around 1930. Sadly, Boyd died at the age of 21 of acute congestive heart failure. Wow. Now, he, he died while he was at school in Austin. Of course, I'm like going, oh, so he went to the University of Texas. He was a college student. Wow, this family kind of moved up. Well, then I looked a little closer at the death certificate. And it turns out he was attending the Austin State School. As I looked closer at his death certificate, there was a note that he was feeble-minded. Oh. It turns out the Austin State School was established in 1915 and renamed that in 1925 as a school for the developmentally disabled. Okay. It's likely, especially given the cause of his death, the acute congestive heart failure, that he had Down syndrome. Okay. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. And, you know, back then, somebody with Down syndrome didn't live as long as they do now because... Yeah. Medically, we just didn't have the medicine to help. And there's actually video showing how she did it. And I was watching it. And so they actually, she's hooked to this vehicle. It's um a drag, uh-huh. a drag car, a drag racer or whatever. And she's on, she's following behind and then she unhooks and then she has to keep going for a certain time period uh-huh. for it to count. But yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Murderous Roots. If you enjoyed our podcast, we hope that you'll subscribe and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you and any suggestions you might have for future episodes. You can find us on most social media outlets like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and even TikTok. 
You can also find us at murderousroots.com. That's M-U-R-D-E-R-O-U-S-R-O-O-T-S.com where you can find more materials related to the episode that we just discussed. 